obviously, okay, yeah, we've attracted it, but we've attracted it for a reason. It's not just a case of you put out a bad thing, you get a bad thing. Like, you put out a bad thing, the universe is sending you back a bad thing to remind you, you're thinking of bad things. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's, again, Stop there's still a purpose it. for it. Like, That will be my, my <laughs> I will not cut that out. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever, and welcome to another episode of The Vegan Life. Tori? Hiya. You are the first girl on my podcast. Oh my gosh. I was about to, to introduce you, but then I was like, I've not, oh, I had Josh. Only guys. Wow, okay. Tori? I feel I feel special now. And Tori is a professional, I, I can say professional bodybuilder, the first professional bodybuilder, first woman. Oh, I'm so blessed and I'm super excited. Um, Tori is a professional bodybuilder, vegan bodybuilder, I should mention. Uh, she's a podcast house and a beautiful human being. The first time when Tori met me, she hated me. <laughs> <laughs> only for, yeah, only for probably... It's true! It's, it is true. I didn't hate you, but uh, yeah, the first 12 hours... Why? I had to adapt. I had to adapt. So <laughs> we were we were all uh, staying away for a weekend in Bath in the UK. And we'd been having a really nice chilled out day. We were just vibing on the sofa, having some deep conversations. Da, 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 da. <laughs> then Axel and Ferdinand decided to show up. They'd come from the airport and they were extremely excited, I think is probably the best word to use. And I have never experienced an energy shift like it in my life. Um, I think we went from like a good like two on the kind of chill scale to It was really 100. late, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, and then all the food disappeared as well that night. We'd shopped for the whole weekend, and I think over 50% of it disappeared from two mouths, predominantly through one mouth, which is next to me right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but I mean, 24 hours later. Yeah, you love it, me. Yeah. And you yeah. still love me. Exactly. That's a good one. How the heck do you become a professional bodybuilder? Or even more important, why? I mean, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I right. ask that to myself, like, quite quite frequently. Because yeah. I know, most of the, the people who follow me don't know, that I competed um, as well, mm. like, when I was, I think, 18. And it's so much pain. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's I why I will never, ever go back to this sport. Never say never. Did you, did you do it vegan or omnivore? Uh, that was when I shifted. Okay. So I was like... Plant-based, yeah. I would say, because plant-based yeah, yeah. is like 90%. Yeah, exactly. Knows. Um, but yeah, the only thing that I ate was chicken. Yeah. Like, not vegan. But I mean, that's all you kind of end up doing when you're on prep anyway, if you're an omnivore. True. But I also, at the end, I think my lowest calories were like 1,200. One meal per day. I did intermittent fasting. I uh, almost did like 20 hour, 24 No wonder hour. you struggled so much. Huh? Yeah, but you know, I I just wanted to get lean as possible. And I, I think... Did it was you prep a, yourself? Uh, yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. 
um, th- it was just the last week. It was yeah. like zero point five kg per week yep. was my goal yeah, yeah. to lose. That's like what everyone yeah. recommends, um, and that worked. But at some point, I I, I was just so lean that I that had that I had to go so low. Um, but yeah, I think at the end it was just such a pain waking up every night mm. like two times, three times because the body literally wakes you up. Yeah. Um, and tells you like you stupid idiot go eat something exactly um so yeah why do you do that? okay so for me i originally so my first competition was back in 2014 and it all started out because my my ex told me i needed to go gym <laughs> <laughs> and i think i mean don't get me wrong uh i think anybody who hears that first be like he told you what because i mean i was tiny mm-hmm. uh, but i do thank him for it because it was more in his, in his perspective it was just going be a bit more healthy do you know mm-hmm. what i mean do something for you he was a, a sportsman he played football and stuff so i was like okay like i'll mm-hmm. do something i'll do some form of exercise so I got a coach or a personal trainer just because otherwise I would probably walk on the mm-hmm. treadmill for 10 minutes and think I was done. <laughs> so, so I got a trainer and I still hated it. I just went to shut him up. And then I remember one day my trainer was like, oh, I've got someone competing next weekend. I was like, what? What do you mean? He's like, oh, like doing like a fitness modeling. So I like it's more fitness modeling, the stuff mm-hmm. that I do rather than the, the, Body the hardcore bodybuilding. Okay. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. He's like, well, go watch. Well, okay then. So I went to watch and I just remember looking at these females and I was like, oh my gosh. Like they just walked on the stage with all this confidence. Like Mm -hmm. at this point, I mean, I was, I didn't have a bad body at all. Like I'm Mm -hmm. sure many people admired it at the time, but we obviously never see ourselves quite the same way. I'd been with my ex at that point six years and I'd still hide in the other room to get changed. So I didn't have any of this confidence and I was looking at these girls in absolute awe, like, wow. And then they had their hair done, their makeup done, these sparkly bikinis. I was like, I want to do that. So literally like a week later, I booked myself onto a show five months down the line. And uh, I trained for this show and nearly died. (laughs) It was, that was the most brutal, I think, because I had no muscle mass or hardly any, Uh um, just from doing sports at school and stuff, really. So I had to get super lean. So my calories were so low. The training was so intense. And in that period, I also rafted down the Zambezi River. So there was a lot going on. Um, but I did it and I placed five, like top five. So nice. yeah, I was super happy. I think at that point, because it was still a relatively new concept as well, um, if I brought that physique to stage now, there's no chance I'd even place mm-hmm. top 10. Uh, but luckily we were all quite small at that point. <laughs> um, and yeah, I still hated it. I just loved the day. And then I was like, oh, no, I want to do another show, but I want to do a better show. So I decided to give myself a year. And within that year is when I fell in love with training because we all have those kind of like beginner gains Mm -hmm. when you start actually working out and not just doing the little bits that you think are hard at the start. So I started training hard. And then all of a sudden my body started uh, changing. And I started to realize like, I felt like I had something. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't just, oh, Tori, like it was oh Tori who goes to the gym do you know what I mean like (laughs) it was almost like a a validation thing for me purpose maybe yeah it was a purpose and Mm -hmm. it wasn't even so much about the body anymore it was just having something that was mine Mm -hmm. Uh, the gym was my time dedicated to me Um, and yeah it just kind of grew from there I loved it so much then I did the next show and I loved my physique as well 
um, kept going. And then it got to 2016, which was the hardest prep I ever did because I moved up to fitness from bikini because I had put on quite a bit of size. Uh, but for fitness, obviously, you have to get a lot leaner. So I think I, I know, well, I got to sub 10%, which is obviously very low for a female anyway. And that was including me traveling. 10%? Less than 10%. What? Yeah. Um, and then I got my pro card. So that was great. You won the competition. No, I didn't win. I came second. You get a pro card if you go if, if they choose to. Oh, not okay. necessary. It's not guaranteed. But luckily I made the cut. So um, I got that and came back home. And then I rebounded disgracefully. All I did was eat, 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 eat. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. And then I moved to the LA and I got... Literally within like the first week, I got injured. I couldn't walk for two weeks. I couldn't train. I put mm -hmm. on so much weight. So it got to like the following like May time. And I was like, this is really bad. So do you know what? Let me change my approach with food. I struggle with food because I don't really enjoy meat eating meat at this point. But I did it because I felt like I had to. So you weren't vegan? At no, okay. I was not vegan. Mm -hmm. So this was like kind of my transition. So I was like, do you know what? Let me have a month off eating meat just because I don't enjoy it. So let me take the stress off eating mm -hmm. and just learn to just eat nutritious foods rather than worrying about the macros so much. Mm -hmm. And I gave up dairy just because I had to find a way to give up ice cream. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I didn't want to replace it with cheese. So anyway, I gave it all up for a month. I swear to God, within two weeks, I had a chronic knee pain from lifting. Mm -hmm. um, not stretching enough, whatever, whatever. Uh, within two weeks, my knee pain had gone. Wow. Gone. And then as time went on, obviously, I realized I'd been a hypocrite this whole time, calling myself an animal lover. I used to work at a rescue center from the age of like 12 to 16 until I could actually work for some money. Um, every weekend dedicated to the animals. And I was like, I love animals. Like, and it wasn't just pets. Like, there were chicken and goats and donkeys and all this stuff. And I'm like, but yeah, I'm still ignorant when it comes to eating chicken because I feel like I've got to do it for gains. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, no, nah, I can't do it anymore. And then you start learning the environmental side of things. And then you're like, well, I'm tapped out. But what happened? It was just like intuition? Or... Yeah. So originally it was, in, I didn't eat much meat growing up. Okay. Um, I was, I, I wouldn't say I was a vegetarian, but I was probably like 85% vegetarian. Mm -hmm. um, I'd, eat, I'd eat a bit of chicken and then I'd have dairy. Mm -hmm. That was really it. And it, wasn't only, it was only really when I started competing that I started to consume meat so frequently. Um, before that, I probably ate meat three times a week growing okay. up. So anyway, I'd gone on to this meat, so I never really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, it's too much stress to even think about food. Like, I remember if I got that, like, especially on prep, like, you know, you have to savor every last calorie that you have. <laughs> and it's like, if I had a bowl of food and it was like that first, I'm sorry, guys, to go into details because it's going to make everyone feel a bit queasy. But it's like, you know, when you used to eat chicken, it'd be like the first bit of chicken, it was a bit chewy. And I was like, oh, oh. And then that, my, my whole meal was put off. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, I've only got these certain amount of calories to eat and I'm not enjoying them. Okay. So. But um, you're still competing, right? Yes. You are now competing. Yes. On a vegan diet. Yes. Did you, do you already feel some differences? Oh my God. Like, is it easier yeah. or more difficult? So much easier. So I did a prep on a vegan diet last really? year. Really? Yeah. So wow. much easier. So, I wouldn't think so. Yeah. Like, I, I don't but know. But do you know what? The reason why, so is one, for a female, I'm not dealing with the inflammation. Um, so when I prepped last year as a vegan, I didn't go too hard last year because I just wanted to see what I could achieve on a mm -hmm. vegan diet and keeping it low stress and not giving up social life, etc. Mm -hmm. I wasn't as lean as before, but my waist was an inch and a half smaller. Mm -hmm. 
Um, my body shape has definitely changed since giving up meat anyway. And I think the reason I found it easier is because I was enjoying the foods I was eating. Don't get me wrong, you still get hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was stressing less over the food. I, I think I took it for granted before because it's not just about... The, the, the macros that you're consuming. Do you know what I mean? It's the stress that it's putting on your body. So let alone the digestion side of things. But for me, I genuinely did not enjoy eating. So I would like, I would not look forward to it. Do you what know what was mean? A, like a proper meal? I remember that like my dinner was usually a lot of chicken, like 400 mm. grams of chicken. Yeah, I didn't have quite that much. Um, and then just a lot, a lot of volume, like yeah. broccoli, beans, um, green beans, mm. asparagus, mm. Aspar- get like just a volume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, with maybe a little bit of rice. Um, of course, white rice, not brown rice. <laughs> When I did all my meat contests, I did them all keto. Keto. Mm-hmm. So it was all minimal, minimal carbs. It was very much like a high fat diet. So the that last prep that I did when I went to Toronto and got my prep, my pro card, um, I I can't lie. The food was the, that was the hardest prep of my life simply because of the food I was eating. I was eating steak like mm-hmm. a good four or five times a week. Nice. Uh, I'd have salmon about three times a week, uh, and then the rest would be chicken or white fish. And I didn't enjoy any of my protein sources. Wow. The thing I enjoyed the most was whey because it tasted good. Mm. But then my body was absolutely mashed up from it. I can imagine. So it was just, yeah, it was more just the the mental, which in turn became the physical stress on my body from actually eating. Uh-huh. Whereas now, like, don't get me wrong, I enjoy my food, but I don't think about it. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. before as well, when... I'd be hating my food all week. I'd wait for that one refeed meal that I was allowed just so I could eat something that I enjoyed. Whereas now I don't need a refeed meal because I enjoy everything I eat anyway. Mm-hmm. And that lead into, uh, uh, I think uh, for me, it was really difficult afterwards. I, would, I wouldn't say I had an eating disorder, uh, but it was, I, no. it was close to it. I, I think it is. I think pretty much, I reckon... 90 to 95% of competitors will experience a form of eating disorder, but we don't, because a lot of us think it's just like anorexia or bulimia that is an eating Mm -hmm. disorder. Binge eating is an eating disorder. The way that like competitors on a whole generally will spend so many hours a day thinking about food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. The only thing I was scared about, not scared about, I didn't want to lose my form. Yeah. I worked so hard for it. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I did after the competition, and I'm really disciplined, Is I did a reverse diet. You are literally some... I'm so proud of you. Because I feel it takes people years to actually realize they need to do one. Okay. No, I, I knew it. I um, I didn't have a coach. But I uh, I modelized yeah. people who, who are the best yeah. in the sports. And they all do did exactly. their reverse diet. I mean, like, after the day after the competition, mm. I went bananas. <laughs> yeah. For, like, one day. But then I said, like, no... Um, I just no that's good no. um yeah and after a while i was like maybe i should give up tracking my calories mm-hmm. yeah well and the- there was there was there was difficult to to just accept hey you can't stay that lean all the time right and I, i'm people always say like how do you stay so lean right now mm. but there was a different level 
But you don't see it at the time, do you? No. When I was sub ten percent, I remember sending pictures to my coach. I don't even know what I was trying to grab onto, but I'm grabbing and I'm like, look, I'm holding too much water still, or is it fat? I don't know. Should I go and do more cardio? Imagine two days. I was silly. I could have even. I could have definitely got first because it was two days before our show, and I was like, right, I need to get rid of this excess fat. Bear in mind, I'd just flown all the way to Canada. So really what I needed to do for the two days was to sit there with my legs up and just mm-hmm. relax. No, Tori did 30,000 steps. Nice. <laughs> so I ended up having quite a lot of like water held in my legs, which I didn't even contemplate. Uh, you live and you learn. Um, but yeah, like you just, and I look back at photos or videos now and I'm like, where was I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what waste? Why do you keep going? If it's so much pain and so much suffering. Because I don't find it anymore. Like, so I took a, I took two years out from mm-hmm. when I went, um, got my pro card to when I did my first mm-hmm. show last year, which was my first pro show as a vegan. And that's the reason why last year, I did it purely because I enjoyed the competing side. I loved the day. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be held accountable for something. Mm-hmm. And also I wanted to prove that, Obviously, remember, I'm bikini as well. I'm not fitness. So Mm -hmm. it's not quite so extreme. And I just wanted to kind of show people, do you know what? Like, you don't need to nearly kill yourself. You can still be social. You can still live a normal, fulfilling life without having prep brain, which is a known thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's exactly what I achieved. I was really, really impressed with the kind of package that I brought on the day. Um, And I'm not going to lie, I didn't put in 100% work, which is why now I decided, you know what, I want to do it again. And this time I want to go fully in. Mm -hmm. I want to do the work. I want to like stick to the plan 100% because mentally I'm in a good place. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it comes down to where you're at mentally. I was very aware that post 16, I had issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I had issues with my own self-esteem and self-confidence. I had issues with my eating, with with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really took a step back to kind of do self-development work. And it was only okay. when I felt like I was in a position. And I, I, unfortunately, I feel like it's not talked about enough. Like A hundred percent. When you said like all these girls walking confidently. Right. Well, this is the thing. So I said, I that, smell it. Yeah, I said that at first, though. I was like, when I first went to see that show, they were mm-hmm. all amazing. Then I did my first show, and I remember I walked out, the adrenaline, I was so nervous. Remember, I wouldn't change in front of my ex at this point. Mm-hmm. My leg, I went into a side pose, and I couldn't put my leg down. It was shaking so much, I had to push it down with my hand. Mm-hmm. But everyone who was watching was like, oh my gosh, you like, you looked so sassy. Did it? I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, I thought yeah. I was going to collapse. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. It just it's definitely it's definitely about strength of the mind. And once you have dialed that in, if you enjoy it, do it. But I think it's doing it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Is one reason now to prove people wrong that you that you can win on a vegan diet? No, no, not really. Like, That's what I'm... I know. I'm sorry. Like for me, it's never like it used to be very much an external thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It would be to prove people wrong or to show people I could do this or whatever. And now I'm in a position where it's like. Do you know what? I showed that on my last prep. As mm-hmm. far as like, that was my that was my thing for my last prep. I wanted mm-hmm. to to show people what could be done. This is now for me. Do you know what oh, I mean? Okay. I want to show myself that, do you know what, Tori? You can give something 1000%. Like you can go gung ho and go all in and you can conquer this. Like this is definitely for me. Mm-hmm. But I... the knock on effect that it will have on everyone else is great too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to yeah. say that. That's a byproduct. The, byproduct. Yeah, byproduct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Like when I do CrossFit and I win like a class, which happens quite 
a lot. Um, and people know that I'm vegan. It's like, ah, nice. Right. But uh, this is, like, even because you start, you start rethinking whatever one else is telling you. Like right now, it's, I think the fitness industry or the CrossFit industry mm-hmm. is still like, you have to drink a whey protein shake right. every day. You have to eat yogurt. You have to eat chicken. And if people prove them wrong, I think that's a great Bipolar. And that's the thing, I think it's, it is kind of like just challenging those things. Because even for me, my last prep, uh, up until probably about two days ago, <laughs> I have avoided soy. Soy? Yeah. Nice. I, 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 was, I was that person who listened to the kind of fake news and was just like, I was like, no, nope, do you know what? My, my hormone levels are already messed up because I've got polycystic ovaries. I don't want to like mess with this anymore. Let me just avoid it. Da, 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 da. Then obviously I've started talking to you guys and I, I value your word because I know the amount of research and stuff that you guys do and try things out yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you know what? Like, let me conquer this fear. This is this is absolute nonsense. And that's another reason why I know this prep's gonna be great. Nice, I saw you eating options. tofu, right? Right. Fine. Why 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 didn't you eat? Because tofu? just simply because of kind of the like the, the yeah. The yeah, estrogen? Yeah, exactly. And because Which my is hormone, phytoestrogen. Right. Mm-hmm. And thousand times weaker than estrogen. A lot of people mm-hmm. think that, especially uh, males. Yeah. I have to avoid soy because of the estrogen. But as I said, there is a beautiful post on my Instagram about um, soy. And uh, pee, oh, imagine a life without tempeh. Have you ever tried tempeh I love in your tempeh. life? I rather tempeh than tofu. Ow. Yeah, same. Yeah. And it's, and so it's less e- processed as well. I was about to say that. It's uh, really easy to digest because it's uh, fermented. Mm. Beautiful. Um. What is your training like? Like okay. off season? Because I know there are some girls and mm-hmm. probably also boys. I think there shouldn't be a big difference between like girls and boys when it comes to training. Let's talk about that. Okay. Um, when it comes to progress is really important. Um, yeah. Consistency is really important. Yep. But I will, I will okay. add my... Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so my first point of view is if you're talking about kind of like the rep ranges and the sets and stuff mm-hmm. and the kind of compound move, then yeah, they can be relatively similar to a guy. But the bottom line is a, a generalization. Women want to have more focus on their lower half and True. men either have a rounded approach or generally focus on their top half. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're never going to be leg heavy. Mm-hmm. Whereas females, you see a lot more females who are, Leg true. dominant. Do That's you know what true. I mean? Yeah, 100%. Most of the girls, yeah, I think, maybe I'm wrong, they just want to have a great booty. Yep, and legs. Legs, maybe like a, yeah, some bit kind of, of good not, core. Not, not, yeah, good core. Yeah. Um, maybe and maybe a little bit, a little little bit, bit of shoulders. shoulders. Yeah. That's what I hear. Yeah. That's most. What, I, what I read on Instagram. Um, they're probably, you might be different, everyone else. Would be I was going to say, I feel like obviously there's going to be people who want to train and get more size on their upper, mm-hmm. just as like there is, do you know what I mean? Everybody's got their own view on what they want to achieve. But as a, as a, if we're looking at like a percentage of women, like fitness, bikini, and then the general population who don't even compete are generally going to be doing more lower half. A trillion percent. Um, yeah, and then maybe a little bit of upper half, but... But you still focus, like, on compound... Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a few things that kind of cross over with men and women in mm-hmm. regards to those kinds of things, because obviously compound movements are going to work for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I just... That's all I'd say. I'd say generally women will do 
more legs. Meaning more squat legs. Just... Me personally, I don't squat very often. Mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy it. I don't okay. like it. I squatted today and I was actually quite surprised with how strong I still was, especially in a fasted state. Um, but and at an altitude. So maybe I'm actually like... I, I, I was about around. to say that. Uh. Usually we are sitting in Austria right now in the beautiful mountains. Mm. Um, and usually people are weaker, weaker yeah. um, because of the altitude. But for me, I was still hitting 70 for five. 70 for five? Yeah. Nice. And I don't know when I last squatted. Like, I'm talking like over a year. Yeah. So, yeah, that was nice. But yeah, on a whole, if I'm squatting, it would be more like a goblet squat or using a hack squat or something like that. I just don't like having a bar on my back. What about deadlifts? I love a deadlift. A lot But, of de- bodybuilders don't do that. Yeah, I stopped for a long time again. Uh-huh. Um, Because, why is it? Because of the. Yeah, like. <laughs> Again, I don't know how true it is, um, but there was obviously, it was talking about making your, your waist slightly wider, mm-hmm. um, which I, and your core wider as well, mm-hmm. which I get, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I mean, I'm deadlifting once a week, really. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. It, I'm not about to blow up my core from doing that. Um, and I will generally stick to more like sumo deadlifts and stuff like that, just focus a little bit more lower half. I used to deadlift probably three times a week, um, which is, if you, if I'll show you at some point, I've got photos from a few years back when my upper half was relatively hench, <laughs> <laughs> um, which was obviously why, because that's why I chose to do fitness, um, because I had a larger upper body as well. Um, but then as I chose to move away from it, I just eased up on it and did a lot of lighter weights up top and just brought what okay. I felt more comfortable with. Let's play a game for a second. Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's say my name is, what's a usual name? And uh, My name is Anna. Okay, hi Anna. Hi, hi Tori. <laughs> um, I want to build muscle, right? I'm a... Well, that, that's a rare one. Normally it's, I want to tone up, but I don't want to build any muscle. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite comment of all time. Okay, then. A lot of girls actually think that they are scared. Yeah. As soon as they start, as soon as you go to the gym. The amount of people who say, oh, no, I can't, I can't do uh, this, that, and the other exercise because I grow too muscle too quickly. I'm like, babe. <laughs> babe. Babe. Wait a second. Yeah. Same with protein shakes, by the way. Mm-hmm. I hear that quite a lot. Like, oh, but I don't want to get too big. Well, right. Don't you worry. I think you'd be okay. <laughs> okay, my name is Anna. Anna. Uh, I want to build muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have a goddamn clue what to do. I'm just skinny. Mm-hmm. What should I do? I think the main focus as well is we all sit there and we can talk about kind of training methods and stuff. And mm-hmm. I've I, never trained before, by the way. Okay. Never I, been to the I gym. Think, I actually went once to the gym, but all the guys were staring at me and all the people. Oh, it was so overwhelming and uh, I just didn't really, like, I didn't enjoy it. Do you know what? I think for all beginners, I genuinely would always recommend a coach because I think a lot of people... But it's so expensive, Tori. But it's an investment in your health. <laughs> Because the thing is with a coach is it's not just investing in that hour. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One, you're learning technique that you're going to be able to take across the board. You're learning or you're gaining strength. You're gaining the goals that you want to achieve. You're gaining knowledge that is transferable. But you're also, is very much kind of an inner strength piece and a mental piece. And I think once you have the confidence to go and train in the gym 
and it's like driving do you know what i mean like when you first have to, you have to take driving lessons to learn how to drive correctly we could all get in a car and figure it out over time but the likelihood is we're going to crash into a few things do you know what i mean maybe have a couple of whiplashes and some injuries sorry tori loves an analogy so it's exactly the same with the gym like if you can get somebody to instruct you at first to teach you the even just the basics you get to a point where you're no longer having to focus on technique, you're then being able to focus on that mind-to-muscle connection and be able to improve on your strength. And all of a sudden, it becomes very much like meditation. Because I, I like even driving, I find driving very peaceful now. Like obviously, you still have to pay attention, but I'm not paying attention to gears or clutch or brake or whatever I'm doing because that's just in my subconscious now. And I feel it's very the same way with the gym. You have to, you it's like technique becomes a subconscious thing. You know where you should be feeling things and you know how to pick things up in the correct manner. And yeah, it's just it's just an investment. And mm-hmm. I always say with all of my clients, like I don't want to be training clients for years. Mm-hmm. I'd understand, okay, if they would, if they start off doing two or three sessions, whatever they want to do, even if it's one with me per week, that's fine. But after three months, I don't really want to see you. Mm-hmm. Okay. It shouldn't be this long-term investment. What if I don't have money? Then it's a case of, I think, doing the research, going on YouTube, looking at the kind of different techniques and understanding before you even step foot in a gym is about practicing kind of the form and doing the exercises without picking up a weight, getting that mind to muscle connection and understanding what you're actually doing. Because there's so many things like deadlifts, for example, deadlifts like drive me crazy when you watch people who don't understand form because it's not just about you're not working the muscles that you want to grow. You're going to get yourself injured. You're going to hurt yourself big time. I've seen people picking up 100 kg, doing 100 kg deadlifts, and they're picking up with their back. It's just completely rounded, and they're trying to pull it through, and you're like, oh my gosh, your spine, your spine, your spine. Stop. Um, so it is a case of doing the research, understanding kind of what muscles you're using, and putting the time into it. It's not a case of just... If you want to build muscle, obviously cardio, we know the, the basic principles of cardio. I think we we all do. That's that's not too hard to figure out. But when it comes to actually wanting to build muscle and achieve things, you have to think about what muscle groups you want to work, figure out how many times realistically you can commit to that. Then you can figure out how you're going to break it down. I'd always recommend doing full body for anybody who's first starting out. Um, and then as you progress, you can start splitting your muscle groups and focusing on those areas a little bit more, tweaking things. Okay, so I will get a coach. If I don't find a good coach, I will just educate myself. Oh, do you know what? I have this friend who's already really successful, who already has a great body, so I may be trained with him. Yeah, well, this is another good point. It is asking people that you trust. And you know, even asking people in the gym, because the fact is if, People are looking at you, it's morely just because, oh, I haven't seen this person in the gym before. Um, I have, I've numerous times asked people, oh, can you come and spot me? Even if it's a really lightweight, I couldn't care less. If I don't feel comfortable, just can you come and spot me? Oh, do you know, it was actually, it was only two weeks ago. Uh, I had in my plan a hack squat and I didn't have a hack squat machine in my gym. So I was trying to figure out what I could do instead. And I YouTubed and I was figuring out like, trying to work out which mu- like to get the same muscles uh, activated. And I just couldn't figure out the movement. It just kept hitting. I had, um, I was using a, a barbell, but behind me, mm-hmm. uh, it just kept hitting my hamstrings and my ass. I must've looked like an absolute numpty, but I couldn't care less because I was just trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So I went up to a, some guy was on the squat rack next to me and I was like, 
I can't figure this movement out. Like, do you have any idea? And he was like, not really, but have you thought about doing this? And I was like, oh yeah, good point. Obviously I'm a trainer, like, but we can always learn. And it's just being open. Like, do you know what? Even if someone is looking at you or you think they're judging you, is that that's their issue. It's normally like, I'm sorry, but if they're not paying attention to what they're doing in the gym, then that's only their problem. Mm -hmm. So it's not sexual? No, I'm not going to lie. Like being a female, it can be. Mm -hmm. uh, certain movements it can be and it can be uncomfortable but you just give them a, a, a rude look a bitchy face and they'll carry on about their business <laughs> um, but okay. I mean on a whole do you know what I think we think it's more sexual than it is okay Axel is back because I, I my best friend struggled with the same thing and she asked me like what do you guys think in these moments like most of the time we guys don't think in the gym mm -hmm. you exactly. know we just It's rare. It, I caught myself many times just watching, mostly because it's just interesting to see, for example, when, when girls lift heavy, yeah. I, I'm just sometimes like blown away. Mm. I don't think about like any... You probably watch a man as well. Yeah. Realistically. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, most of, of the people don't care. Like, And the, the pervy... Even if they watch... And maybe there are some idiots. But, but you, you get them everywhere anyway. I you was can about get to perved say on in a cafe. You can get perved on walking down the street. Like, everywhere. unfortunately, that's just a female thing that we have to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, but it should never stop you from, like, it should never be a detriment to you achieving your goal. Do you think it's the other way around as well? That <sighs> there are, like, girls watching boys? Yeah. And talking like, wow, he's so hot. Does yeah, that happen? Happens. Yeah, of course. But, like, it would anywhere. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's just the gym. That's the thing. Like, if you see somebody who you find attractive, mm -hmm. then you're probably going to look. Mm -hmm. Whether that's in the gym, walking down the street, in a cafe, wherever you are. I personally think it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't feel. Yeah. I don't feel. It's neutral, right? All right. For me, it's. it's for, I like it, to But be honest. Do you know what? Yeah. I think this is what, what. Where there's a slight problem with society now. Um, everybody thinks if you're complimenting somebody or you're appreciating somebody that there is like a sexual desire there or something mm -hmm. like that it was only a couple of years ago it's when i was in the states that i started doing this because of the people i was around like and i know you you're definitely exactly the same if i think somebody looks nice if i think somebody's beautiful if i think somebody's got a really nice aura about them i will tell them straight. 100%. There is, there's no kind of uh ulterior motive like you ju yeah. just share the love do you know what i mean 100%. how much it makes someone's day Oh, a trillion percent. I love when people tell me like, oh, you, your smile today, like you sm your energy is so good today. Yeah. And who doesn't like compliments? Exactly. Just... Well, one compliment I'm going to give Axel because my ah. group were talking about it the other day. I genuinely believe Axel has one of the most pure and genuine souls that I have ever ah. met in my life. Ah. Genuinely, like somebody who just immediately from the get-go cares about other people so deeply And sees them for who they are. Like, the one thing with you that sometimes because of kind of old, uh, what's the word that I'm after? Uh, mindset patterns kind of mm -hmm. thing and, and behaviors that I had. Um, I was very judgmental of myself and I was very aware of other people's perceptions of me and mm -hmm. it was almost debilitating. And occasionally that sneaks up, especially when I'm meeting new people. I'm getting a lot better at it. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very good at staying authentic to myself. But I still sometimes concern are people seeing the real me or are people assuming that I'm this person that I'm not. Whereas with you, there was never a question. Mm. Oh. 
That's so cute. <laughs> so definitely more compliments, 100%. Is that a thing in the UK as well? Because in Germany, we don't give compliments. They're, they're, no, people find it weird. Yeah, yeah they, were like, they feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like if you say, oh, bro, I love your shirt. Like, yeah, it was only five bucks Primark. Yes. All the time. Fuck, just say thank you. Yeah. Or it'd be like, you, you go up to a woman, oh, you look really, oh, no, I don't, I didn't sleep at all last night. I'm like, okay, babe, okay, just take it. <laughs> I did, and this was the other day, there was a, I was at a brunch and the waitress came over and she was just so naturally beautiful. She had these gorgeous freckles, mm -hmm. like just a beautiful face. And I said to her, I was like, honestly, you are the most beautiful person in this room. Like, you're ridiculously stunning and so natural. She's like, oh, no, this, this went on for like five minutes. She's like, no, 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 I'm not. Honestly, I'm not. I was like. You are, I'm telling you. That's my perception. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. To me, you are. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's kind of getting to the point of taking somebody's word at value. Do you know what I mean? Because whether you think that or not, that's that person's perception. So just like we find one person attractive and another person less attractive. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, 100%. It, it, that's just preference. So if somebody is telling you and giving you a compliment, just roll with it, roll with it. <laughs> like they're saying that because they've thought it. You mm -hmm. can't tell them what they think. At a trillion percent. When did you start not only training your body, but also your mind? Um, my and mind. how? Okay. So for me, it was kind of like uh, one catalyst that then exploded. Um, so start when I was in LA. I went to LA when I split with my ex and I didn't know anybody. The ex who told you you should go yes. to the gym? Yes. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I decided to go to LA simply because it had gyms and gyms. Jeans. Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it had the gym and the cheesecake factory. This is obviously pre-veganism. And I was like, do you know what? I can train. I can go for dinner. If I don't make any friends, I'm good. And obviously I made friends straight mm -hmm. away. Um, so I met this girl and um, she was into fitness. So she's like, oh, come to like my class, my workout. And I was like, okay. She picked me up. She's like, oh, by the way, we're going to a class. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like, oh, what? I lift weights. I don't do cardio. <laughs> And it was this hip-hop trampoline in class. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're bouncing around like, it's ridiculous, hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And there was this woman at the back, swear to God, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life, this Colombian woman. And she came up to me later on and she was just like, oh, hey, um, this is, I'm so-and-so, da-da-da. Um, where are you from? I was like, oh, England. I had a little conversation. And she's like, oh, well, I, one of my girls is coming for a barbecue this afternoon. Do you want to come? I was like... Barbecue? Yeah. I was like, well, I nice. then. Um, so I went to her house, she had a nice pool outside, beautiful day. And I remember it got to like late afternoon and we're laying in the grass, looking at the sun, Bob Marley's playing in the background, like it was just a beautiful day. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first, like something just felt, I felt so overwhelmed and I couldn't figure out what. Obviously in hindsight, it was just pure gratitude. Mm -hmm. But it was the first time that I had been so in the moment and so present that I had not thought once about how other people were perceiving me, whether they'd like me, whether I was saying the right things, because I was in an environment where no one knew me. So I was able to be my authentic self without uh -huh. worrying about how people thought, who I, who they thought I was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's lovely. Anyway, came back, carried on, usual business. Following year, I went back out to see the girl that I'd made friends with. And we went to Vegas um, for a weekend because one of her best friends was performing. So then we were driving back and I remember the views, if anybody's done that drive LA to Vegas, like, oh my goodness, it's so beautiful. Like literally just mountains and desert and sunsets and clouds. It was just crazy. Anyway, we're driving back, catching a lot of jokes. It's great people. And um, then the girls start playing this game where it's like quick fire questions. So like come up with the quickest answer that you can to mm -hmm. these questions. 
So we're going along like, what makes you happy? And da da da. Then it gets to a point where it starts going, what's your favourite quality about yourself? <laughs> uh, I sat there for like a good five minutes in silence. They were like, come on, Tori, there's got to be something. My brain was literally going through everything that I hated. Mm-hmm. I dislike that about myself. I dislike that about myself. And I was going through aesthetics and in regards to my personality. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I had anything to value. And the girls were like, nah, you need to figure this out. This is not good. Like, why don't you see like all the qualities that you have? Like, and I think it's very much a European thing, actually, where it almost seems like to be proud of yourself or to put forward good qualities is coming across as like cocky. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you think you think too highly of yourself. That's been pushed into us. True. And I don't get it. Like you can be proud and humble. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not black or white. Yeah, it's not about, oh yeah, I'm better than you, but it's about, I'm different to you and these are these are my strengths. Mm-hmm. We should all be looking at our strengths. So anyway, that happened. Um, and then I came back and the beautiful girl that I met that first year, her brother was in town, so we went out for brunch. I do like a brunch, don't I? Uh, went out for brunch and um, had my avocado toast. And sorry, I've given up how avocados now. But anyway, <laughs> he um, he told me to read The Alchemist. Oh, nice right. Book. So I read The Alchemist, and I was like, "Well, I'm getting zero. Like, there's no purpose in my job right now, apart mm. from money." Um, What did you do? I did investment. Nice, same. Yeah, kind of like we have similar backgrounds. Nice. So I was like, "Do you know what? Like, this isn't for me anymore. I'm in a position where." I can take a bit of time out to go and figure out who I am because I don't have a clue. I clearly have issues because I can't even say a nice thing to myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, I quit my job and moved to LA Beautiful. for four months. And then it just, yeah, I think it's just, it's generally like a seed gets planted with the whole kind of mindset piece. I realized I needed to put some work and time into myself. It wasn't a case of just being there for everybody else anymore. Needed to be a little bit selfish. And then just looking out then reading the alchemist it was just a case of okay well now i just need to look out for messages from the universe or god or whatever you believe in to kind of put me in the right direction and learning to just actually i need to love myself otherwise no one else can love me like i need to learn my good qualities so that other people can see them you have to be selfish to be selfless exactly 100%, 100%. yeah i believe in that and some people get confused by that mm. because they think it's selfish yeah But who said that being selfish is something bad? Like exactly. when you sit in an airplane and they tell you what to do, like mm. the stewardesses, they will always tell you first mm-hmm. put the mask on yourself. On yourself. Yep. Then exactly. help others. Exactly. And it's the same stuff in the real life. If you are not happy, you can't make other people yeah. happy. It's impossible. But this is the problem again, I think, period. Like we all think that we can make other people happy. Like You can't. You can inf- you can have yeah, some kind of influence mm-hmm. on somebody. Do you know what I mean? And but that generally comes from you being happy and you being your best self and you understanding your worth. You teach by example. Do you know what I mean? If if you're being which I used to do, I was a very happy person, mm-hmm. perceived very happy person, <laughs> but I had zero love and respect for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I would get time after time after time, I would be hurt by people, and they would take take take. And then they just hurt me. And I was like, well, actually, when you really think about it, how on earth is anybody ever going to put you as a priority if you don't put yourself as one? Mm-hmm. How is it? You can't even blame other people for that. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if I'm not saying I'm worth this, then why is anybody going to act any differently? Do you do, do you practice these kind of skills now? Oh, and if so, 100%. How? Um, now I think it's very much learning to differentiate between like your gut and your head or mm -hmm. your ego. Um, the ego, we all have it. We can't get rid of it. It's part of us. Um, but it is kind of taking the time out to think actually like stepping the, the pride bit away or like or the perception piece. Because even like you were saying about being selfish, right? How many times we go and do things because we don't want people to think that we're letting them down or we don't want to be bad people or we don't mm -hmm. want people to talk about us or whatever. Like now I've got to a point, you know what, if in my gut I don't feel comfortable with it or if I'm really having, like if I'm not feeling well, then I'm just saying no. Like learning to, to listen to that. If it's a case of, uh, can't really be bothered, but I know it would mean a lot to somebody. That's different. Do you know what I mean? That's more the ego. Like it's really percent, and it's so amazing because then you will figure out real quick. Yeah. Who are your real friends? Right. And who are not? Because if you would tell me, like, if we would have an appointment, I don't know, we would go for brunch. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't eat the avocado toaster. <laughs> and you would tell me, like. 30 minutes before, oh, Axel, I don't feel well or I don't, I want to do something else. The last day we're pretty stressful. I wouldn't say like, oh, you're letting me down. You're right. such a bitch. No, I would say like, do whatever makes exactly. us all happy and my life will carry on. Right. I, I will even try to help you. I know that other people would say you're letting me down. But I think it's a case of that. It's, it is about being honest about it as well. Like mm -hmm. it was a, a friend was having, it was her boyfriend's birthday. Um, if it was my friend, I probably would have gone, but it was her boyfriend. And although I'm still friends with him, I was suffering from anxiety that week. I wasn't feeling up mm. to being around a bunch of people I didn't know. So I told her straight, you know what? This week I've just been feeling a little bit anxious. I feel better, but I don't want to put myself in a situation where I might feel uncomfortable and then I'm worrying about getting home. Mm -hmm. She was like, babe, I completely get it. Do not worry. We can do something separately. Like if you are open and honest And if somebody doesn't appreciate your honesty, then yeah, you just keep it moving. That's on them. That's not on you. Mm -hmm. And how do you, you talked about intuition. How do you follow your intuition? Because we have so many intuitions every day. Yeah. Like ideas. Mm -hmm. I think it is just, it's what, it's almost, it's, it is like, not just emotion, but a feeling like. That's real. I, I want to talk to this person. I should say this. I should share this idea. And then. Just, Well, this is what I've learned from Ferdinand Axel. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. There is actually a great book about this topic. It's called uh, The Five Second Rule by Mel. Yep. But have you read it? No, but I've had. Yeah? Mm. And like, buy the book, read it. Uh, the basic story mm. is whenever you have this intuition, go five, four, three, two, one and do it. Mm -hmm. It sounds so simple, so dumb, but it works. It sometimes... It, it's such a game changer because then you actually do what excites mm -hmm. you. And then you say things you would never ever say before. Yeah. You make compliments. You share ideas without thinking, ah, it's stupid. Because your brain always tries to protect you from pain. Mm -hmm. which, made, which made sense well, two million years ago. I was going to say, but it's really your ego, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we'll call it whatever you want, but some, something is like holding you back. Yeah. But if you go, just go five, four, three, two, one, 
you just do it without even thinking your time your brain or your ego doesn't have time to tell you that could hurt so so because that's the, that, that that's the crazy thing like we're very much these creatures of uh of protection and and putting ourselves in this safe place but it's like actually what's the danger do you know what i mean like okay i'm thinking about giving somebody a compliment oh but they might think i'm weird or they might they might think i've got an ulterior motive oh they might da 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 is that that big a deal <laughs> Will like, you die? Is the you question. Just, you've just two spent, million. You've just two, spent this whole minute thinking about the reasons why you shouldn't compliment someone. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Will you die? Like right. two million years ago, it was necessary because we had lions, tigers. Mm. They could kill us. We couldn't. Yeah. But I think we should change our brain, and we mm. shouldn't like worry about making compliments or saying something. Maybe it's weird. We worry about being honest. That's the crazy part. Mm -hmm. And if. It, I feel like it, it does take some time, but you get to a point where, like, I feel I'm at now. There's certain people, if if I don't feel like I can be honest with them or they might take it the wrong way, then they're not my people. They're not the people I want to be surrounding myself with. And the more I've kind of separated myself from those people, it's still like, door's not closed on them. Do you know what I mean? I still mm -hmm. love them unconditionally and I want to see them eat, just not at my table. Um, <laughs> but by doing that, you're making space for new people to, to enter. And I'm in a very blessed position now. Like I, in a couple of years ago, would I ever have thought that I'd be out in Austria with some random dudes from Germany, some <laughs> random dudes from all over the UK. Do you know what I mean? Like, and all these random people who, never would have met and now we are all so aligned yet so different mm -hmm. it's just the most beautiful family that we've created there is nothing but love and laughter all the time or deep chats um and yeah never in a million years could i have seen myself doing that a couple of years back and now it's just i'm so open to these opportunities and these people that are coming to me because i know that i deserve it and you attract it right If you love yourself, you attract people who mm -hmm. love themselves. Exactly that. And then all of a sudden it just becomes a lot easier. You're not wasting time worrying about those perceptions of others and, and what, if, how people are going to take things and da-da-da. Like. Yeah, and if you're surrounded by people who don't give a damn, mm. you're more likely to adapt and exactly. give a damn. Exactly. If you are surrounded by people who are always complaining, who are always worrying about mm -hmm. stupid dumb shit, guess what's gonna happen? Right, and it happens all like even if I so say I hang around people who are into their social media, but too much so. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then all of a sudden, I feel like I'm analyzing my social media and I'm spending too much time on it, and I'm thinking, oh, so who's this person you're talking about? Oh, let me search and. Mm -hmm. Sorry, what? Like, <laughs> social media serves its purpose, of course. Um, And if you're following the right people, then it provides you with information. Do you know what I mean? The, mm -hmm. the, there's a purpose behind it, but we can all fall into that trap. And I know I can fall into certain traps if I'm spending time around the wrong people for too long. But then I normally figure it out because I start getting anxiety. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's listening to kind of those reactions that you get, whether it's any kind of negative emotions that you're feeling generally are a signal from your body for change. They're not a case of ignoring them and just be positive. Like they're there for a reason do you know mm -hmm. what i mean like it's a case of okay i'm feeling jealous right okay so i'm feeling jealous why am i feeling jealous because 
I want a relationship like that. Okay, in other cases, you're just in awe of them, be happy for them, and your time will come. If you want a relationship like that, then that's what you're going to manifest. A hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you will. Yeah. And it's that's the thing, like, negative emotions aren't a case of just ignoring them. Yes. Point. Yeah. Thank you so much, because I talk about it a lot, and some people just don't get it. But, like, you can send a message just with using your phone, right? It's mm-hmm. just a frequency. Uh, frequency. 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 So, sorry, we are German. Frequenz. Fre- frequency in German. Uh, frequency. And you could reach people in Africa mm-hmm. in about a second. It's just... Exactly. Imagine. It's, it's insanity. Yeah. You can do the same thing with your brain. You do the same thing with your brain. Have you ever had this moment where, like, someone... You thought of a person and this person called you five minutes yeah. later this stuff works that's actually the law of attraction exactly like coincidences are merely surprise synchronicities yeah i said it but even like the other day i don't know why i thought of it i was trying to remember the order of the planets Mm -hmm. i was just having one of those weird moments that i have trying to remember the order of the planets the next day we go on a walk down in the forest and it's the planet route and it's to, it shows you the distance between all the planets and there's rocks for every single planet and you go along kind of like the solar system i'm like hold, hold up i think it's so many times no. i'm thinking of stuff and then 20 seconds later people like, yeah oh what about this trip I'm, what the heck i just thought of it right or you like i remember the other day i was like oh i need to text this person about um doing these classes or whatever and she texted me the day after hey are you still interested in doing this did it i was like yes <laughs> yes I am but as soon as you like because I went through a period where I'd stopped getting them mm-hmm. I'd stopped getting these synchronicities and I kind of didn't even realise and then I started listening to a couple of podcasts again and a few things triggered and it got me back into thinking uh, remember Tori like there are these messages and omens every single day every interaction that you have like you have questions you put them out there you will get answers even if they're not always clear like every single person that we meet has a message uh, a message for us. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to dig it out of them and to figure it out. But everybody has a message in regards to an answer to one of your questions. And the sooner you actually start kind of paying a little bit more attention to these interactions and the things that are going on around you, the more inner standing you have of mm-hmm. yourself and everything that goes on. 20%. It, it sounds really... I mean, it is simple. Mm. It's definitely not easy, especially if you feel shit. Yeah, oh, for If sure. you feel bad, then, of course, I could just tell you, like, if you feel bad, you attract more bad things. Mm. If you have negative thoughts, you will have... Most of us had a day where, like, everything went wrong. Mm. Like, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. today I'm kind of, like, attracting this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you literally you do. And we just have to... Yeah. And that's why I think it's important, though, on those days to take a moment out and be like, look, okay, this this isn't going in my favor so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the reasons for it? Like, obviously, okay, yeah, we've attracted it, but we've attracted it for a reason. It's not just a case of you put out a bad thing, you get a bad thing. Like, you put out a bad thing, the universe is sending you back a bad thing to remind you, you're thinking of bad things. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's, again, Stop there's still a purpose it. for it. Like, it's not a case of you're just doomed, you're just that person who gets the bad luck. Like, mm-hmm. trust me, I go through crap a lot, but it's cool because it makes you stronger. By the way, same. So every everyone has right. bad moments. 
Uh, that's why I have routines like meditation. Every single morning I write, write down three, three things I'm grateful for. And it's like, it, it helps you mm. to... Um, it's a reset button, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And also people, m- my friends help me a lot. Yeah. Because I see them. We, it's likely that one of my friends are happy mm-hmm. <laughs> if I spend time it's with true. them. Um, I'm more likely to be happy as well. Tori, before we... Uh, I could talk with you forever. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back at some point. 100%. Thanks for being here. Um, I would say let's challenge the people. Mm-hmm. Try the five... You, you can, you can yeah, try the I'm same and uh, let me know. Try the five-second rule for a week. Whenever you have an intuition, an idea, a thing that you want to do, five, four, three, two, one, and just do it. And thank me later. I want to do one challenge too. What? Sorry, guys. We're bombarding you. You're going to have two challenges. That's one challenge. The other challenge, what I want people to do, is every morning, obviously we can write things we're grateful for as well, but I want you to write three things you're grateful for about yourself. Nice. Let's let's practice self-love. Like, let's dig deep into kind of what we're actually bringing to the table because we're all bringing a special gift. I agree with that. That was Amen. beautiful. Amen. Amen. Sorry, <laughs> thanks for being here. If you like this episode, share it on social media. Tag us so that we can see it. Um, share your experiences with the five second rule. And yeah, just thanks for listening. And until next time, my Peace friends. out. Thanks, Tori. That was beautiful. <laughs> ah! That was dope. Oh, nice. Oh, that was, that was, that was, that was. <laughs>